Hey Lee, welcome back to today's podcast episode. This message is for my business owners. If you are a business owner, meaning you have a business and your business is starting to grow, this message is definitely something that you want to listen to. And if you don't have a business, still listen in because, you know, once you get there, this will all make sense for you. But I truly just have it on my heart today to talk to those of you that have a lot of things depending on you and you're at a point now where you're too far in to quit. You're too far in to just walk away. Um, And so you're in a season where you either have to become more disciplined or you now realize that it's a season for you to pivot. This message is definitely for you. Now, here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about having a business is that having a business is a different type of highs and lows, okay? We know that being an entrepreneur has highs and lows because you go through, okay, well, what ideas do I have? I want to start this business. I got my first sale, haven't had a sale for a while. Got more sales, haven't had a sale for a while. And so it's like this up and down roller coaster of being an entrepreneur, But when you finally uh, look at transitioning into a business owner, it requires a more strategic viewpoint and it requires you to get out of the frame and look from a bird's eye view at what you're building. And for some of us, that could be hard. It was extremely hard for me because I am a person that believes that leaders lead from the front. And I still believe that. But my belief of leaders leading from the front was that I needed to be like a shift leader instead of understanding that I have positions outside of doing the actual shift work that was required of me. Okay, so if I give you an idea that looks like um, in my spa, for example, I can't work as the esthetician all the time. I can't just come in, take clients all day and leave and do the exact same thing that the other people in my business are doing. Because if I do that and I don't properly handle the other things that are required of me, the bills won't get paid, the accounting won't get done, um, the operations won't get handled and any fires that need to be put out, I won't be able to foresee them because they'll become big forest fires by the time I get to them. And that's one of the things that it gets sticky for business owners, because when you're looking at building a business, you're beyond the standpoint of just throwing up a discount. You're beyond the standpoint of, you know, just thinking for today and being like, well, we need to make money today. Let's do what we need to do. No, you're at the point now where it's like, I need to be thinking, you know, three months ahead two quarters ahead because you know that you have data since you've been open for a while. You have data that shows you the seasons that your business goes through. And so you have to start truly looking at that so that you don't repeat the same mistakes. By this point, uh, we have about 60 days left in this year. And for a lot of people, they're still working on their Black Friday strategy. They're still working on their holiday strategy. But the thing is, from a business 
bird's eye view, we're already in the new year. We're already in January. We're preparing for Valentine's Day. We're already really looking to those points of transitioning into spring. And that's because you have data that shows these are the things that have worked for you. Let's double down on that. The things that didn't work, let's just cut them, right? And here's where you really want to be connected to someone in this season that's going to help you to get outside of what you know and believe, okay? When I was in that mindset of, well, I just need to be the shift leader, right? I need to do all the things. I realized that all the things weren't getting done. And as I started seeking counsel from my mentors, I realized that my thought process needed to change around leadership, not just around building the business. And in that time, I looked at leadership. I looked at belief. Like I went to conferences that really talk about believing. Like that's how serious I was about building my belief around my vision and not allowing people to come in and me feeling like I have to um, do what they wanted me to do while sacrificing my vision, right? So I went to Believe conferences. I was um, listening in to different uh, videos and content that was talking about building your belief and talking about, you know, building, being mentally resilient and being able to be disciplined and push through. And I invested like $25,000 into a leadership coach, which was the best thing I ever did. Um, when I think about how I met her, I met her through one of my really good friends. She was having a podcast launch event and, um, my leadership coach was there. She was um, sharing, you know, just like a real simple, like, hey, how are you? And this event was so organic to where it was like, we just chilled. We had a great time. We talked, we met each other. And it was my first look into the full side of corporate. And as I talked to her, she said, I don't remember exactly how she said it. But basically, she was talking about, she was explaining what she did. And she was saying that a lot of people focus on HR, but they don't focus on the leadership prior to HR. And that really struck me because when I was working, it was always like, oh, go to HR or this is an HR issue. Or, you know, it was always like the human resource, but it was never really looking into the fact that most of the times you go to HR, it's supposed to be like a stop there, getting all your paperwork in order, getting prepared and going to work, right? Work is not supposed to be hard, but when you have leadership that's not good or leadership that's not growing, right? Because nobody's perfect. But if your leadership is actively trying to grow, then that can help prevent a lot of the HR issues that do happen. So... From that standpoint, I was like, okay, I want to invest. And when she told me the price, yes, I got sticker shock. But I had to be like, you know what? Where do I see myself going? Right? Where do I see myself going? 
And eventually we know the story I invested. But the thing is, as I started growing my business and I really look at that whole situation, right? I realized that my problem was that I would hire people. I would keep them there too long. And by the time it was time to fire, I was basically having to restart my momentum again. And for some of you, you may know exactly what I'm talking about. You know that there's a team member that needs a little more training or that doesn't align or that, um, you know, they interviewed one way. And after two weeks, now you see their true colors. Maybe you feel as if they are disrespectful because you're a person of color. Maybe you feel like they are bulldozing because they feel like they know everything. Like there's so many facets to people and there's so many ways to work with people. But at the end of the day, it requires emotional intelligence. And when you're in a position of being a business owner, you ultimately will take the blame for the lack of emotional intelligence in the building. So it's almost like you have to build a resilience around that and understand that some people don't have the emotional intelligence and you understanding that doesn't mean that you go into this waging war to try to explain to them why they need to have emotional intelligence or what they did wrong. That's an opportunity for you to step into your leadership and say, these are the things that I'm noticing. These are the things that we need. Can you do this or not? Do you have the capacity or not? And from there, let it be, right? If you are a business owner and you're realizing that your business is no longer a love for you, right? And listen, I want you to listen to what I'm saying. If your business is no longer a love for you, okay? If your business is starting to suck the life out of you, if your business is starting to make you have resentment and you're at the point now where it's like you just want to work by yourself, things are better when you work by yourself, I want you to know that there are going to be two things that you're going to have to examine before you pull the plug. And I know it's extremely hard. And yes, sometimes you do need to just let everybody go and get back to just yourself because you know that you can do everything yourself. But while you're trying to do everything yourself, before you go to that, because that is your your automated response is to just do it yourself. Before you do that, really look at two things, okay? The first one is the toxic effect of the crab mentality. That's in the last podcast episode, and that is the name of the episode. And the reason I want you to look into that is because a lot of times we take on these effects from others' mentalities, and the mentalities come from a state of lack. And so if you're in a space where it's like you are the only person you can depend on, you feel like you're the strong friend of the group, you feel like everyone calls you when they need something, but nobody checks in on you. I totally get it. You know, you can end up developing this hyperdependence to where when things are not flowing, it's too much of you to ask people to do what they need to do because you already know when you say you're going to do something, you're going to do it, even if it's adding more to your plate. So for you to add somebody and you're paying them, 
and they're just not understanding and they're not doing what they're supposed to do and they're taking their slow sweet time to do it it can be frustrating and i totally understand but what i want you to understand is that when you're in a leadership position it's less about who can do it best and it's more about who can do it right if you're getting paid to do the job can you do it do you have the capacity to do it no then i need to hire someone else who can do this because then from this person doing it i can see the proficiency and i can work on that but i can't work on someone that clearly cannot do it right it's almost like you're forcing somebody to do something they clearly can't do okay if there for example if you have some some job let's say you need a person to lift like 50 pounds and they can only lift 25 well they don't have the capacity to lift it right and so you could sit there you could try to force them to lift it but that's dangerous to them and it could be dangerous to the thing that they're lifting and there's more risk there but if there's a person that can lift the 50 and they're showing you they can lift the 50 well now you're lifting the 50 let's see if we can push and lift a little more right so those are that's definitely huge when it comes to being a leader. So before you just nix everybody out and do it by yourself, really look at the toxic effect of what the lack mentality has done. Because most of the times in your business, the lack mentality is what's starting to show. Okay, People can do the job and they came in with all the enthusiasm and excitement in the world. But when it came time to doing the job, the ball got dropped somewhere and the standard became that we drop balls. And so it's just time to really just gather it together and really talk to them. But the second thing is emotional intelligence. And with emotional intelligence, you really want to get alone for this. Okay. The only way to see if your emotional intelligence is working is after you've been alone to process and get a new idea. This is why having a coach or having a go-to content that you listen to when you're in a state of mind of needing to make decisions but you're torn between what decision to make you need to have that go-to content for me I love listening to April Mason and I love listening to Darius Daniels both of them whenever I'm like frustrated or needing to make emotionally sound decisions I feel like they are both perfect examples of how to do it. April Mason is more from that feminine side and Darius Daniels is more from that theological, um, masculine, but also empathetic side. And so I love listening to their content. When it comes to being emotionally intelligent, sometimes the people on your team will feel as if you're a robot and not, not in a bad way. I'm not saying like you're just like go through the motions. No, it's the things that annoy them, the things that anger them will not anger you as much, okay? If a job needs to get done, it's easy for them to pass the blame and say, well, I didn't have help or I didn't have this. But then if you're in a state where it's like, this job needs to get done and you ask them, are you able to do this? A person that doesn't have emotional intelligence will always become offended, okay? And that that's part of the four laws, right? Don't take things personal. When you start to gather your emotional intelligence as a business owner, you know you need to get in your alone time and you really need to meditate, do your devotion and figure out, am I taking this personal, right? 
how can I not take this personal because this person has their own life and things going on. So how can I understand that they have their own things going on and they may not know how they're coming off so that I don't think take it personal. Okay. When you flip it that way, now you can come back to the situation and you can say, Hey, at the end of the day, this needs to get done. Let's handle it this way. And you have to understand that, especially in the black business community, a lot of people will take it personal, right? You know, I've, I've had situations where I'm telling people, um, hey, this is what's going on. And this is especially in like emergency situations, right? Um, in our industry, we have to be aware that emergencies can happen. So when emergencies happen, um, we want to just make sure that we are cool, calm, and collected, okay? And... If we're not, then we can end up just making rational, irrational decisions, okay? So when you're able to get cool, calm, and collected, now you're able to attack it from a different point of view. Think about a firefighter, and I'm not a firefighter, but of course, you know, I learned the whole stop, drop, and roll and how to put out a fire. And I remember when they were talking about putting out fires versus putting out grease fires, you need to make sure that you have the right fire extinguisher. Okay, so when you're putting out a, you know, a small paper fire or a fire in general, you want to have like the red extinguisher, right? But when you're putting out a grease fire, you want to have the one that's the stainless steel um, extinguisher. You want to have that one because it has different ingredients in it that can help subdue that oil that is even more flammable right that that oil is feeding that fire so you want the right extinguisher that's going to extinguish that oil and fire at the same time and so when you're looking at that from a standpoint of having a business yes we understand that there are more psychological and physiological concerns that we deal with with not only clients but with people on our team but the thing you have to understand is that you have to be okay with people not understanding why you're cool, calm, and collected. Okay, I think that's the best way to put that. When you're diving into being emotionally intelligent and you're like, these things are not going to take me into weeks and weeks of being upset. Okay, for example, you know, I have, uh, when I mentor people or when I have our school, right, there are some things that require a person to not be so abrupt. And that's with emergencies, that's with anything, right? Because most of the time, people want to know everything, okay? They want to know every single detail, especially if they're paying you, they want to know every single detail of your job. And as a business owner, you have to take the mentality of you will know the things you need to know as you get through each step, okay? What does this look like? Well, if a client comes in and they pay you for a service and you're walking them through all the steps, when they start talking about advanced treatments and chemical pills and, and hydrofacials and all these other things, you're bringing them back to their goal. 
this is your goal. This is what we're working on now. Why would I talk to a person that doesn't have a cleanser or moisturizer in their routine and this is their first facial? All the specifics about a chemical pill, right? That's wasting time because unfortunately, people can be fickle and you don't even know if they're going to do their routine to get to the chemical pill. So you have to know how to bring people back to the main thing and be like, listen, I know you want to know all the details, but this is where we are now. And even with being an esthetician, you know, I've been an esthetician for over five years, but I also worked in hospitality for over a decade. So when it comes to customer service, how to talk to people, how to deal with people, how to not let people's emotional or lack of emotional intelligence affect me, that's where it takes people time, right? And some people might be upset with the decision that is made and they'll sit in class. You know, think about high school, right? Your teacher might have upset you and now every time you go to class, you just upset at the teacher, right? And you'll sit there every day that you got to sit there upset until one day you just get over it or one day you realize, okay, this person, if I work effectively with them, we can get to our goals, right? I believe the truest form of love is discipline. And sometimes we have to discipline people, definitely not physical, but sometimes we have to discipline people by not giving in to what they want when we know what they want is not feeding the bottom line. And that is a piece of emotional intelligence, especially as a business owner. For some of you with your teams, you're trying to be a great leader, but the way that you're being a leader is breeding familiarity and it's breeding contempt. And they become so familiar with you that they don't have to deploy initiative. Why would I deploy initiative when my the person that's our business owner is in here with us? So if she didn't say clean, then we're not going to clean, right? And it's very hard to tell who has initiative when you're not there if you're always there. You have to get out of the frame so that you can see what people really want to do. Do they want to do the right thing? Do they want to follow the rules set? Do they want to be at full capacity when they're on your clock? For some people, it's not that they don't want to, it's that they don't have to deploy the want to because you're always there. All right. So I want you to understand that being a business owner, especially if you're going to hire people, let the people do their job. That's why you created the SOPs. They have the SOPs. They have their onboard. They know exactly what is required for that position. And don't just throw all these responsibilities on them before they come in. Start off with three to four responsibilities and always be available. So if they need something, either you or the manager you've set in place is available to have it handled. But you yourself do not have to do all the things. Again, that goes back to that toxic effect, right? And it also goes back to that trauma response. You feel like you have to do all the things and you feel like you're the only one that can do it right. And that's why you're hovering and you're in the way. Trust me, that used to be me. But when you understand 
that people, there are great people in this world. Give them the space to breathe and give them the room to do what they need to do. Also, in your time, develop emotional intelligence. Be angry, be upset, be excited, but handle it in your own time so that you can come through to your team with a cool head being able to strategically get to the goals. Because at the end of the day, it's can you accomplish this goal and do you have the capacity to accomplish this goal? If not, please let those people go and let them find what aligns to them. All right. So listen, I hope this message helped you today. I really just wanted to really talk to my business owners. You know, I think a lot of times in our industry, we talk to people who are students or we talk to the new um, people, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like after a while, when you start building your business, expanding your brand, growing a team, like a lot of you have lawyers, accountants, let those people do their jobs. Please don't hover and feel like you have to do all the things because in order for you to grow, it's going to require you to flex that muscle of growing and, and working with a team. Sometimes you do got to fire working with different people. Sometimes you do have to cut ties understanding seasons, bringing on the help as needed, right? And with flexing that muscle and understanding that it's going to make you stronger, but you got to be able to build the discipline and be comfortable in your alone time to fill your mind with the things that you need in order to get to the next level. And if that means getting a coach, one thing I will say is this, when you hire a coach and you have a business, please understand that the more you grow, the less hand-holding there will be. In order for a person to help you or to hold your hand, you have to reach your hands out. So the higher you go and the more money you want to make, the less your coach is going to reach out to grab your hand. They're going to expect for you to go and do the things you need to do. Okay, like think of a little child walking the first time, you know, at first the mom is picking them up and walking, right? So that's school. The mom is picking them up, walking with them. And then once you graduate, that's, you know, you walking, you wobbling a little bit and you hold it on to something or, you know, your mom's holding your hand as you're walking through. But once you open a business and you are walking, now you're you're walking on your own. And if you need help, you turn around and maybe you get a little assistance, Right. But you have to be the person to have the initiative to push through and to try, right? And to look at the things that didn't work and use comprehension to deploy them further. But it is not the coach's responsibility to answer all of your problems or to fix them all for you. The farther you grow, the more resilient you'll become. And I know the bigger and the better your business and your life will be. So thank you so much for listening in. And I hope you have an amazing day.